are in ordinary time, the readings at our Sunday liturgies always revolve around how to live the Christian life. And the prayers pair up with those readings and what are we called to do and how are we called to live as Christians. And today, with the opening prayer that we heard for Mass, we, heard, we prayed at the beginning that we would honor the Lord with all of our mind and to love everyone in truth of heart. To love God with our mind, or to honor God with our mind and to love with our heart. And to me, the virtue that is offered through that prayer and through the readings that we heard is the virtue of integrity. Mind and heart together. But what does this virtue of integrity mean specifically for us in our Christian way of life? Well, if we believe that God created all things and that he set the world into motion and that at the same time God desires for all people that he created to return to him, then there has to be an integrity to his creation. That what he set and he created and desires to come back to him, they have to fit. They have to conform to one another. Otherwise, there's a disconnect between the two. And the way that that's lived out in us is that our mind and our heart come together. Our mind is very much about who we are, and our heart is what leads us out of ourself to love of God, to love of neighbor. And so it's when the mind and the heart are united, when they fit together, that we live integrally. Because integrity means to be whole. And wholeness is closely linked with what it means to be holy. And so because of all this, there is a unity to the way that God created, and there is intended to be a unity to our life. So that we can honor God with our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. But we struggle with keeping that. And we see in the man with the unclean spirit in the gospel what a lack of integrity in a person looks like. See, the man with the unclean spirit, the, the, the unclean spirit within him, cries out to Jesus, I know who you are. But does he really? Because if the unclean spirit really knew who Jesus was, he wouldn't have at the same time said, What have you come to do? Have you come to destroy us? he actually knew who Jesus was, he would absolutely know that Jesus hasn't come to destroy. But because he has knowledge without love, there's a disconnect. There's a lack of integrity. See, we are intended to be united. But if we get too caught up in our mind or too caught up in the world outside of ourselves then we lack integrity. Who we are and who we've been created to be and the world that God has created around us are intended to fit together. But what happens sometimes in our life is we get overwhelmed by our thoughts. And so we get so overwhelmed by our thoughts that we feel like we can't deal with the world. And we get overwhelmed. Or the opposite happens, that we get so overwhelmed by the world that we feel like we can't fit in with it, and so we look for a place to hide, and that's when we fall into our vice. 
because it's too much for us. But integrity in our life as Christians, this wholeness, this holiness, is about being understanding of who we are and how we fit in the world. Maybe think of it this way. I like images. Think of it as a plug-in and the plug that goes into the wall. To have a proper current through it, you need the right plug-in. If you try to put a European or an Australian plug into our plug-in, you won't get a proper current that will allow your appliance to work. They have to fit. They have to conform to one another. Which means that we allow what is outside of us, God's creation, to inform us, to show us what it means to be human. But at the same time, we allow who we are to contribute to God's creation. We're not just subject to what creation is, but we are part of it. And it's when those two come together that we really live integrity. Where when we, what we think and who we are and what we do are all in union. Because we see a lack of integrity in others and in ourselves all the time. In many in different ways. See it when somebody says that they are pro-life and anti-abortion, but they still hold to capital punishment as the rightful and just thing to do to a criminal. Or you see it when a parent is yelling at their child to be more patient with their brother or sister at home. Or you see it when somebody wants God's mercy in their life and they want to be forgiven, and they think that forgiveness is a good thing, and yet they refuse to want to forgive a criminal, a prisoner. It's a lack of integrity because it doesn't all fit. It's not properly in place. It's not whole. There's something that's disconnected. So how do we grow in integrity as Christians? Well, the first is the way that Jesus addresses the man with the unclean spirit. The first thing he says, be silent. Because if we don't have any silence, then all that we have is the ongoing noise of our thoughts and of the world around us. And how easy is it for the world around us and our own thoughts to stifle any possibility of hearing the word of God? If we don't have silence, then all that we have is being overwhelmed by our thoughts and what we think of ourself and what we think of the world or being overwhelmed by the voices of others and feeling like we don't have our own. But in silence, there's a possibility of being open to this integrity, this wholeness that God has created. And then the verse from our psalm. If today you listen to the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Being open to the way that God speaks to us, whether that's in the created beauty that he's made around us, or the word of God that we hear on Sundays, or the Eucharist, so that the truth can be spoken to us. Not the lies that we tell ourselves or that the world tells us, but the truth 
of what God desires for us in the way that he's created us, in the way that he's created the world around us, and the desire that he has for us to be with him. In that we find integrity. When all of those things come together and they fit. Because what does St. Paul say in his letter to the Corinthians? He starts by saying, I wish that you wouldn't have any anxieties. Then he talks about celibacy and virgins and married life. And what is he getting at? How do you live your life with integrity? What what is the married couple supposed to live? How do they find wholeness? How does the celibate or the virgin find wholeness in their life? Because he ends that passage that we heard today by saying, I don't tell you this to restrain your life, which is sometimes what we think in our life of faith. But he says, I tell you this not to restrain you, but to bring good order and proper devotion to the Lord. And to me, that sounds exactly like our opening prayer. To bring good order, to love everyone in truth of heart. And proper devotion to the Lord, to honor God with our whole mind. And in that we find integrity. And the difficulty is that we have a disconnect. We feel it. We experience it. Whether it's in our thoughts or whether it's in the world around us. And so we come back and we are silent before the Lord. And we strive to listen to his voice so that we can know what it means to be a person of integrity. To be whole. To be holy. Because it's in that integrity that we find that peace and that joy and that love that we're really looking for.